ladies and gentlemen, if you are a left winger on the Boston Bruins, something something's gonna happen to you. Apparently, uh, that's what we've learned today, and we're back. Can we please, can we please put twenty four hour security on Taylor Hall? We we can't Literally. have anything happening to him in the meantime. Cameras everywhere. Make sure he's okay. Yep. I, <laughs> I mean, technically, also on that, bleed got hurt within these twenty four hours. So, you know, mm. really. That's three out of four left-wingers last night, so please, someone, <laughs> help them. Um, actually, no, I guess it wasn't really three out of four, because DeBrusque was scratched, and, uh, and now we're here. <laughs> what, what's going on with Jake DeBrusque? What are you talking about? Uh, what's going on with Jake DeBrusque is exactly what I expected this offseason. I, I, thought, I thought the trade, or at least like the request to trade, would have been like would have happened this off season. And maybe it did. It probably did, but it's probably just been like a hey, I would like one or I can prove myself type thing. But obviously this is all speculation. I am not an insider uh Elliot Friedman like Bradley. Um Amer- American Elliot. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to be an American Elliot. <laughs> um but no, yeah. Uh, do we want to start with the Brusque or Marshall? Because let's start. I feel like Marshawn, because yeah, because DeBrusque might take longer somehow, especially if we're going to uh, cap friendly armchair GMs. Because obviously we would. <laughs> um, we sacrifice so... mental health for you folks. Oh yeah, reading these. <laughs> I think we do that just to watch the Bruins too, but that's not ever worth it. True. That's uh, not here, no there. It's okay. Yeah, Brad Marshall has not been suspended, or had not been suspended, since January of 2018 when he elbowed Bruins legend Marcus Johansson in the head. He got suspended five games. He hadn't been disciplined since then. Like, as far, like I don't even think there's been a fine. Well, there's might, there might have been a fine since then, but I don't think there's been anything. He has one fine after that um, suspension, and that was for a cross-check. That actually hit the face of, I think it was Andy McDonald against the Flyers in April of 2018. So still. <laughs> okay, so still the 17-18 season. Thank God we're well past then. Although I guess technically the, that was a happier time. <laughs> the last time that Marshawn suspend, was suspended was before Jake DeBrusque had a 27-goal season. Wow, that was eons ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, yeah. I... I don't even think I saw the slew foot on OEL, like, during the game. Granted, I wasn't paying, like, I wasn't, you know, watching it super and super close, but I didn't I'd see that hit. I didn't on until afterwards, so I didn't see it until last night when I saw the Canucks announcers crying. <laughs> of course. Clearly that works when they do it, but not when Jack Edwards does it, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... It's such a weird play, because I, like, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has seen it. We don't need to, you know, dissect every bit of it, but... He goes for the shoulder at first, and then he kind of moves the leg under as OEL is already sort of losing his balance, and then OEL falls... Is completely fine. 
but you know it still kind of looks like a slew foot which actually i wouldn't even call it a slew foot i'd call it like a just a dangerous How trip. Say dangerous trip yeah. yeah it's it's less of a slew foot we've seen marshall slew foots <laughs> like <laughs> that's yeah, uh, we've, that's we've happened before this year too we've also seen pk subas slew foots or slew baths, people have been saying um <laughs> but Why was that a three-game suspension? No other reason other than the name on the back of the jersey. I mean, if it's anyone else, it's a fine at most. If it's Tom Wilson, uh, he gets $5,000 from player safety. <laughs> no, it's... I, just... I think it's a fine at most with any player, regardless of who it is, or guess what it should be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to describe it than it's just a reputation thing, in my opinion, despite him clearly have gone away from that kind of shit. Jory does a little stick in the face. Okay, like, remember last year in the playoffs when we were talking about, Marshan keeps getting these high sticking penalties. He keeps sticking his stick up for no reason. Maybe he does that, but... Not getting a fine. It's it's been the little like just the little annoying things, like he like since the last time he was suspended, really like since the start of, um, I guess the start of eighteen nineteen, like that season where he actually hit a hundred points. He's played like Matthew Kachuk plays, where you know it's annoying. And, you know, maybe it'll hurt other players, but it's not like it's dirty, right? Like, it's it's the small sort of the reason why his nickname is the rat. It's that thing. It's, like, annoying to play against. It's been a lot of that. And, like, I mean, a high stick isn't going to, you know, do horrid damage. Yeah. And players get high sticks enough as it is, but, you know, that's a whole separate thing. But I don't know. It's just... That play itself, I was like, okay, that's probably, at most, I would give it a one-game suspension. But, given the precedent that has been set this year with a player like P.K. Subban, who has literally slew-footed people three times this year, it should be nothing more than the $5,000 fine maximum allowable under the CBA thing that they do. But, instead, because his name is Brad Marchand and NHL player safety is an oxymoron, they just <laughs> said three games, cause why not? It's like I just if they're gonna suspend Marshawn for that, then you suspend Subban. Consistency. Like I have, I have no problem with it if you are going to keep it consistent, cause then it's like okay. At least you're sticking by something. But when you're doing this of picking and choosing, oh, I want this player out for this long. I want this player. It doesn't work, and it gives you no credibility whatsoever. And especially for the NHL, (laughs) like, do they care? Uh, Actually, I know this answer. They don't care about the reputation. So, (laughs) no. Yeah. And the best part is... uh... Martian returns from his suspension against those same Canucks. I mean, they knew they knew what they were doing. Yeah, right? that's like, not a coincidence. They they obviously look at the schedule 
Like they're not just gonna be like, oh, three games. They they definitely look at the schedule, and then oh, returns against the Canucks in Vancouver. Ah, that'll be a good idea. <laughs> well, I don't know. you know what? Positive side of this, if there were in, if there's anything bothering him that he's playing through, you'll have until oh my god, I just had it up. So the eighth of December. <laughs> yeah. To unwind, to rest. So. They're going to need it when they're fighting for a wild card. I mean, true. But uh, it's not like the Bruins have been lacking rest, as we know. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's just so... It's so frustrating. Because, again, like... Yeah, it's it's not, a, it's not a clean play by any means. It's also not the worst thing I've ever seen, especially from Marshall. Um... Sure, some sort of discipline, fine, maybe a game suspension, but three games when you're not doing anything about Subban constantly doing it is the issue. And when you're also suspending Marchand three games for something like that, in which Ekman Larson gets up and is completely fine, and then yeah. later goes on in the game to board Bleed and cause Bleed to leave the game, and he's hurt. Like, he's at least missing the next game, as we know. So, where's where's OEL's punishment? Punishment is being on the Canucks, I guess. I mean, he was just on Arizona, but it's... poor guy. That's that's really more just like a sidestep. Purgatory. I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. No one ever gets it. Every single time a conversation like this happens, it's just like, I do not understand. Same yeah. thing with NHL refs, Same anything like that. It's like, they just don't care. No, my God, what if I would? <laughs> also, a, a point that I forgot to tweet out. Um, mm -hmm. There's a ref, like, right there watching it, right? If the On ref... theory, I believe so. If the ref doesn't call that on the ice, and then they later suspend the player three games, you know, because they determined that this was an illegal play and it's worthy of a three-game suspension for Marshaw, what about mm -hmm. the ref who didn't call that? Because clearly they don't know the rule book or something. You expect them? You expect them to be able to do their job? <laughs> you know, you would you would hope that they could do something like that. It's just like don't get crazy now. I don't know. It's I. If, if the refs are on the ice and they see that and they don't call that, and then suddenly you suspend someone for three games, you know, maybe you should also take a look at you know the refs that were on the ice that day and you know sit down, talk to them, or maybe suspend them too because you know they clearly messed up on what should have been a major penalty or something like that. So, but but no, they wouldn't do that. The NHL wouldn't do anything to benefit their on ice product. Like, <sighs> it's funny because even if we move on from this, it's not like we're going to a fun topic. <laughs> well, it would be fun if Will was here, but uh, not for oh, that reason. He would have some takes. Oh yeah. Um. That's all I wanted to say on Marshawn. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know if there's too much. I mean, he he dominated. Pretty cut and dry. He dominated that uh, Canucks game, though. Like, that, that third period. <laughs> True. Just trying to get rid of his uh, heart potential this year. That's exactly what I was about to say, and tweet. <laughs> of course. Well, uh, you now have to say that uh, I I gave you the idea, because I clearly... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just write all your tweets, so... Uh... You do. I have a ghostwriter. Yep. God, I... Obviously, Marshawn being out for three games, in the grand scheme of things, isn't the biggest deal. Um, I mean, I expect the Bruins... I mean, they better win at least one of the next three. Like, geez, if they don't beat the Red Wings, uh, that's an issue. Even without yeah, Marshawn. Yeah, it gets worse from there. I mean, then you have to go into into Nashville, try to win there. A building that's hard to, to win, and I don't even know what the Predators' record is this year. God, it's so weird thinking about Western Conference teams again. Yeah. Um, they are 11-9-1, so they're not terrible by any means. They always have Soros, too, who's I would assume would get the start tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, Thursday. Mm-hmm. But then they play, you said Tampa, right? Yep, then they play Tampa Saturday night in Boston. Yeah, sell your tickets if you got tickets to that one. Yeah, I... I mean, looking... Unless Connor McDavid is in town from the Bruins trading to Nebraska for him. Oh, true. Tampa, yeah, Tampa's 12-5-3 in 20 games. The Bruins are 11-7 in 18. Yeah, because Tampa's 7-2-1 in their last 10. Granted, the Bruins are 6-4-0, so, you know, just one less win. And they also just have one less win overall uh, than Tampa. But uh, Tampa has uh, three loser points. It's so weird to not... Like, it's so weird to see the Bruins not have a loser point. Yeah, that's... I was thinking the other day, that's part of their problem. They're just losing everything in regulation. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they would at least be fourth in the division with some loser points. But, I mean, they're one point back at Detroit with four Four games in hand. (laughs) Hey, they got five in hand on the Maple Leafs there, but they're 11 points ahead of them, so... Uh, the schedule's absurd. <laughs> Jeez. It is. Before we go to DeBrusque, though, uh... Sure. The Islanders? Are... F- Poor Chara. Like, yeah, geez. 5-10-2. 12 points in 17 games. Now, they did start the season with, like, a 13-game... Uh... Oh, my God. Like, thir- they started the season with 13 straight games on the road because their arena wasn't scheduled to be ready until, like, November. And then they got back to the arena, and they're 0-4-0 there. <laughs> and now their games are postponed because of COVID. It's rich. Yeah. Oh, they're having a good time over there. Yeah, the NHL kind of screwed up the Islanders. I mean, at least, like, the last two or three games there. And the same thing with the Sens, but... Jeez. I'm, I'm looking at their last uh, their last ten. The Islanders are two and eight in their last ten. They've lost eight in a row. <laughs> they have a goals differential of minus twenty. Yeah, I don't. Which you would never expect out of the Islanders. It's funny because I think I 
I think I might have picked them to win the Metro this year, finally being like, I okay, yeah, they're they're legit. And okay, sure, it's been 17 games. They they obviously have enough time to turn around. But it's always that thing of... Pulling the blues. Well, yeah. And it's always a thing of... I think it's, what, the vast majority of teams that are in a playoff spot by American Thanksgiving make the playoffs. Like, it normally stays yeah. pretty much the same. And... Currently, if you go by points, the Bruins are not one of those teams. Uh, but points percentage, uh, they are. I think they're literally the last wild card. So, yeah, they're yep, they're the second wild card spot. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Granted, Columbus is the first wild card spot, which we all expected. All because of Karali. Oh, obviously. Legend. Um, and especially with the Islanders, you know, we talk about it with the Bruins all the time. Uh Division plus wild card in the Eastern Conference this year might be a little tougher than, you know, maybe a Western Conference. So, not only thinking your own division, but then you're going to have probably two other decent teams. Well, I guess. I'm trying to apply my logic here, but that was in my logic thought the Islanders were good. So, <laughs> they might be able to claw back for a wild card spot, but. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to think uh, maybe the Bruins and Penguins will be there, but. Hey, maybe the Bruins will scratch back into second place in the Atlantic. They're only nine points out of that. Jesus. I mean, there's a lot of season to go, but yeah, uh, they're they're a wild card team. But I think we kind of expected that coming into this season, anyways. So, who would have thought that uh, finished second? In oh the lord, uh, let me see what I picked. I might have said. Th- I think I said third because I think I said. Th- uh, Tampa and Toronto ahead of them. But I can quickly pull that up if you want to say anything else while I do that. I just uh, um, not liking how this is looking. I don't... <sighs> I tweeted it the other day, but they are two players, one forward, one defenseman away from... Well, two impact players away mm-hmm. from being able to make a run and now that one of the two potential solutions that are in-house are about to get traded <laughs> um, I'm not sure how I like this and Eric Halla is not going to be an impact player I still think he can I be saw... good like, I would I'm not giving like up on the wing. Halla, I don't know but... but I mean Halla just hasn't fit in so far and it's been 17 games for him or whatever it's been so obviously like yeah there's no point in giving up on him especially because i believe no. he signed to a two-year deal so you kind of can't um but I, I mean i don't think anyone expected him to be like you know the solution at second line center we thought okay third line center that probably works debras Colafolino was the idea with coil hopefully being a legit 2c but mm-hmm. coil's been I mean, pretty, Coyle's pretty good solid, for what actually. He is, yeah, in my opinion. I still don't think he's a second line center. He's a really good he's, third line center. Yeah, he's a really good third line center that can be. I think he can slide up the lineup if needed. You know, if your center gets mm-hmm. suspended, but good thing the only position to get suspended for the Bruins is the left wing. But yeah, I think I think the perfect way to describe Coyle is, you know, in the NHL games, like the way the potential works, he is like low yes. top six. Right, like, in theory, he can play in the top six 
or you know he'll, he'll have that potential but it's not like it's going to be like a consistent thing or like it's really going to happen yeah but yeah sure him on the third line center perfect but hurdle as your second line center sounds really good That'd to be me cool but mm. uh did you get your uh, predictions pulled up yeah i have or i had tampa first toronto second boston third florida fourth i also had the islanders winning the metro yeah mm. Mm. tough for us yeah also had Anaheim at the bottom of the Pacific, but for some reason Troy Terry is Troy Terry and Ryan Getzlaff are deciding to carry them. <laughs> but that's uh that's a whole other thing. Ah. Alright. Jake DeBrusque. Yes, Jake DeBrusque. Where I okay. The tweet came out uh from uh, Ryan Rashog, TSN, said who said that he spoke to DeBrusque's agent, confirming that DeBrusque asked for a trade over the weekend. Um, so felt a change of scenery moving forward would be beneficial. DeBrusque will remain with the team while the Bruins try and facilitate the request. And then also Elliot Friedman, like, basically confirmed and said the same thing, like, two minutes later. <sighs> My, like, initial reaction to that was literally just... I was just like, oh, oh, okay. Like, it was, was the like, most... okay, hey, the time's come. Yeah, it was like the most meh reaction ever, especially because I was still focusing on Marshawn at that point. And then that came yeah, out, and I was like, oh, lovely. And... <laughs> yeah, it... I don't know, it's just... I don't know how to feel. Because, like, we know what DeBrusque can be. Mm -hmm. we, we've We've seen it, like that 29-goal season, the way he played against the Leafs in the playoffs. All great. But then we've also seen last year. And granted, he's been better this year. Like, he's definitely better this year than he was hard last year. Worse. Yeah, it would be hard to do. <laughs> um, it's been a lot more noticeable this year. I mean, I'd argue he's been, like, the best player in the bottom six, which is not a big compliment though because the bottom six really hasn't been all that great um but he's been more noticeable he's brought a lot more energy i think it's six points in 19 games which i mean isn't fantastic um but now we get to the point of what i like what's been the expectation sort of over the last year of yeah, a change of scenery just kind of makes sense. It does for everyone involved. Yeah, and like, it, it's tough because we mentioned it, I guess it would have been eight months ago when I got the original stats together, and I now have them updated of DeBrusque before and after being cross-checked in the head by Kadri. Um, so before 0 0.64 points per game was 0 0.34 goals per game. And then after that, 0 0.43 points per game and 0 0.22 goals per game. A clear drop off, especially in points. Um, at line, I guess goals, it's also just proportionally dropped off. Same with assists. So 
I what happened? Like <sighs> I I wish I had a simple answer. Yeah. I it's I'm not going to be one of those people that try to get into the head of a player and Oh yeah. <laughs> try Please to don't. forecast everything going on in their life, but He's definitely skilled. He has a good shot. I, you know, we've seen it time and time again where it's pointed out that his effort just isn't there. Or his. Well, we could just take what Bruce Cassidy said on DeBrusque just on the 28th of November. So just yesterday. He said, I'd like to see him impact the game with his foot speed every night. We're starting to see that drop off again. Which, that, that was the story of last year. Just didn't seem to be fully invested. You know, he started out all right. He looked better, had more flashes. And, you know, to Bruce's point, haven't really seen that as much. Now, being on a third line, are you going to get the best offensive opportunities? No. But still. I think Anton Bleed was, has been working harder than him. I think Anton Bleed has been working harder than anyone in the bottom six. That's true. That's true. <laughs> true. Love that guy. I feel like every time he finally gets into the lineup, he's hurt. Yeah, I feel like we. Hurt. There was someone else we said that a bunch with. I can't think of who, but actually, no, it was literally Bleed. I remember we said that last yeah, season. It was bleed. Yeah. Yeah, I. It's it's tough. Like, started off a lot better. Then, yeah, in the last last few games, sort of dropped off. I think he's still been the best out of the bottom six. Like, I, I liked how uh, they ran DeBrusque, no six Smith at one point. I don't remember what game that was, but I thought that line looked good. Um, But, again, yeah, he's not... Like, realistically, he is not in a position to succeed offensively. Or at least you know, really put up a lot of points offensively because he's in the bottom six, you know, playing third or fourth line minutes. He's not really getting any power play time. He's not really in a position to succeed. And f- and from a from the Bruins' perspective, at this point, he probably doesn't deserve that position because he hasn't done anything to show, okay, yeah, I deserve this spot over, I don't know, Craig Smith, Nick Foligno, someone like that. Yeah, I think if his effort was... if they saw a consistent better effort and you know not necessarily points but just that he's putting more shifts together stringing them together that were high tempo you know involved and maybe they would have just given him that based on his history scoring 27 goals but Mm -hmm. and it's tough being behind brad marshall and taylor hall like just by nature of that your third line left wing and we know that wings are better yeah, and we know that DeBrusque, it just doesn't work for him on the right side. Like, for yeah. for whatever reason, it just doesn't. And so he basically just kind of gets stuck as that third or fourth line left wing. And from his perspective, like, it's... He can't really do much from there, especially, like, he's been playing a bunch with Hala, and Hala really hasn't had it in his time at the Bruins. So it's... I don't know. It's it's tough. 
I think definitely the headshot from Kadri really screwed with him. Um, oh, absolutely. But it's it's just inevitable that he needs to go somewhere else. I'm definitely sure he can be a 20, 25 goal scorer playing top oh, yeah. six minutes on another team. Like, I have no doubt about that. And if he shows that effort for them. That is, yeah. And I think he would, because I think at this point, it's kind of just a thing of the Bruins are tired. Nebraska is tired. Let's we're all tired. We're all tired. Let's move on. Let's just get this out of the way. You know, at the same level as Jack Eichel, but like, like Eichel getting out of the Sabres, but it's just like, okay, we've kind of been talking about this for the last year. Can it just kind of happen? Mm-hmm. Just get out of the way, see what we get in return. Hope that that can be good. And I just can't wait for this trade to be done. So that way I can stop seeing the fan base at the Bruins argue over one player constantly. Yeah. I wonder who the next player will be. Um, stud. Honestly, everything will transfer to Coil. That was already a hot button player. Ooh, yeah, Coil or Coil or Stud. Because from a, like the young players' perspective, like we kind of had it with Heinen, or we kind of had it with yeah Heinen. People were defending Heinen. You know that was like a big thing, and then Bjork, too, mm-hmm. and now DeBrusque. So it's probably going to that up. You know, we've seen the Bruins. I've, I'm mainly bringing this up because I saw someone else point this out. I just want to see what you have to say about it. Just that the Bruins seem to trade a lot of young forwards and haven't. Someone mentioned that they haven't been able to really develop a young forward since Pasta. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make of that? And first off, I will say I don't think it's fair to list off all these. Uh, young players they traded when they clearly traded them for veterans at the time and moves they thought would help them win that given season. But what do you think? Do you think the Bruins can't develop forwards? Seems like it. Like, for sure. You know, obviously there's going to be some misses. There always are. Like there's going to be some players that you see have potential and then they just don't, you know, find it and could be for a multitude of reasons, but yeah, there hasn't been that electrifying forward come in, you know, be a rookie and be great since. I mean, I think DeBrusque's rookie season was good. Like him coming in and McAvoy coming in and Heinen mm-hmm. coming in. That was a good season for like young uh, young players coming to the Bruins. That was probably the last time. It was 2017-18 when yeah. that happened. And... I mean, in terms of actual development, that didn't really work out in the end with both Heinen and, uh, I mean, DeBrusque now, obviously. So, you know, I hope I hope they can because Lysel looks incredibly, um, oh my God, I can't think of the word. Poised to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very hopeful about Lysel, but yeah, it kind of seems like they can't. <laughs> And maybe and it's because the system, like, I don't know. It's also tough when for the last X amount of years you've been in win-now mode and you can't really, you know, be patient with these young players. And you do end up flipping them for players and, you know, veterans to try to win that year. So, probably a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's, it's so tough like, with that. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Uh, well, I was just gonna say like mm-hmm. Heinen. It was sort of like lost favor of Cassidy. You know, didn't really seem to have it to. You know, didn't really seem to have it offensively. Then got traded for Richie at the 2020 deadline, uh, which is stupid to think about. And then, obviously, Bjork getting traded for Hall. And, like, because I, I, I did mention, like, Bjork, Heinen, Donato, like, those types of players. And I had some people reply, well, yeah, they were traded for, you know, veterans and people the team thought they needed at the time. Which, yes, that is true. And, like, I'm not denying that by any means. Yeah. But they also did fall out of favor within the Bruins organization these guys had potential and then they weren't really reaching it with the Bruins too inconsistent you know maybe showed flashes but then I don't know nothing consistent could be put together so yeah yeah the Bruins moved them and then sure Heinen Bjork Donato went on to other teams haven't really done anything that is true but we know that the potential was there for those players. And that's the big thing that I keep coming back to is like the potential was there. And it for all four of these guys, they never found it here. And for some of them, their development just seems to have been ruined. Cause remember how excited we were mm-hmm. for like Bjork and Donato. Like Donato was in. the one that everyone was ready to just be this elite goal scorer, which maybe that was too much pressure, but being I... too close to the, uh, the painting to see the full picture and mm-hmm. just you know maybe it was above his play level there at harvard when he had 26 goals in 29 games oh. but then he came in and did score like what five and 12 there at the end of the 2018 season but yep and one you know talking about prospects and stuff if you would have told me back when maybe not right when they drafted maybe a year after but stanika that it would be 2021 about to be 2022 and this guy is still not in the lineup <laughs> and obviously no one's path to the nhl is some linear easy road and, mm-hmm. you know ready to play nhl center ice at 21 years old but there was a lot of hype around him and you know now he's he's 22 obviously still time to to grow into an nhl player but i just i really thought he would have been with the team, at least for the start of that 2019 season. Oh, Maybe yeah. even the season before. But, I mean, he's still in junior then, so. It is concerning, I will say. Especially yeah. when you have trouble drafting in previous years, hence yep. the, you know, the brusque draft. You know, if you don't hit on those players, you got to develop what you get. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, yeah, and, you know, maybe... Oh, he's been good this year in the AHL, but NHL, AHL, I mean. And I mean, Zaboro's coming along. He's had actually a pretty solid start this year, but, you know, not what you would want out of those first round picks. But frankly, I, (laughs) I am so tired of talking about that draft. Like, I don't care. It happens. You know what? Like, teams miss on picks. That's how that works. Like, if you look at the Habs last, uh, like, 10 years of first-round picks, because Jay Fresh was talking about it once, you know, Borgevin got fired and everything, 
They missed on so many of those. It happens. Can we? Can we? Like, can we? Can we kind of just like? It does happen, but how stop. often does it happen? How often does it happen? Yeah. Well, who knows? Back to back jury... to back. Not even just three first round picks. I know, because jury is still <laughs> out on Zaboral at, at this point. Because who knows? Had a good start. Starting to make you that NHL know. transition. Yeah, seems to be more consistent. DeBrusque has flashes. We'll see. Like, it, it's hard to just be like, oh, this this was a complete bust for this team because they didn't get immediate, uh, I guess, immediate results, which, like, yes, I would obviously rather Barzell, Connor, Shabbat, but we can't, you know, it's all in hindsight now. And Zaboral was drafted where he was supposed to be i think debrusque was like around like five spots higher than he was like senishin was the one who's completely off board and well who knows about that one uh i don't know it's i I think the main point is that yeah i definitely think the bruins have some sort of trouble developing forwards because they're clearly fine with giving defensemen shots right like Lazan coming in, yep. Saboral coming in, Clifton coming in. I mean, even Grizzlick to an extent. I mean, Krug's complete emergence. Granted, that was more with Julian, but same sort of thing. Yeah, the good old days. They clearly they care about defensemen. Why don't they ever, you know, say, "Hey, let's bring this forward and let's try." Definitely partially due to the uh, defense-minded system they play. Yeah, and th- that's what I was going to say earlier, was like, you know, it might just partially be, be because they're more defense-focused. Um, But, like, they still have offensive weapons. They have Brad Marchand, David Postnock, and Taylor Hall. Like, it's not like they would complain about having a more dynamic player, but I don't know. I I'd be really interested in in seeing someone like Locko get NHL time, but at the same time, I know he'd probably just get buried on that third or fourth line, and it's just not Keep that's profit. not going to do it. Yeah. And like the thing that I like to think in my head, you could say it's a coping mechanism, but when people mention that 2015 draft, I just think, well, if they get all those players, who knows? Maybe they don't the get McAvoy next year. cap space does not exist. Well, they definitely yeah. don't get McAvoy. Maybe they don't get McAvoy the next year. Maybe they're in cap hell and they couldn't, you know, even sign pasta to that deal and that they did. God, what year was that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Six years minus next year, so whatever. I'm not going to do that math real quick, but I don't know. Like you said, though, shit happens. I mean, pasta fell to 25 shit happens it's i still find it crazy that people can you know find a player in the fourth or fifth round just be like this guy he's going to develop into a superstar and just like <laughs> be able to tell just by watching you know i just i still think that's crazy and yeah. you know one small thing can derail someone's development um a cross check to the face <clears throat> in the in a playoff game <clears throat> Or a concussion, if you look at someone like Vakaninen. I know not related, but it, it it's another example where it's like Vakaninen was like he came to the NHL and then instantly concussed and he hasn't been the same since. T- stuff happens. And like even if while we're talking about that draft, 
like 2015, Dylan Strome picked third overall. Not sort of, not the same way, but someone who, I mean, he was drafted third overall and hasn't really had it. Like had a had a great season with like in his first year in Chicago, had 51 points in 58 games. Then 1920 had 38 and 58, but then last year 17 and 40, and so far this year 3 and 12. And Strom's a guy who makes so much sense to just be a one-for-one one for DeBrusque. And I thought that was a pretty good transition to start to talk about the trades, because Strom, DeBrusque, both first-round picks. Granted, Strom a lot more higher. And, you know, had good seasons earlier on in their careers, but in the last few years, it just hasn't been there. You know, the talent's there, you see the flashes, but it's just not consistent enough. And I, that's gotta be what you trade DeBrusque for, right? Like someone like Dylan Strom. Because I feel like that's going to be the only type of return you're getting that's going to help instantly, or that has the potential to help instantly. Because trading DeBrusque for a pick is, that that sucks it'll be like a third or worse or worse yeah and i just i don't even know if they'll be able to get something like that because especially with the public stuff that came out today of him wanting a trade that just wipes out 90 percent of his trade value whatever was left of that trade value mm. and i mean you look at strom like it is very appealing to see that in 2018-19 he had six points in 20 games for the Coyotes, then gets traded to the Blackhawks, and then puts up 51 and 58. Yeah. And I don't... I'm on Hockey DB, so I don't know how many of those were on the power play, but I know he was uh, pretty good on that power play with the Blackhawks. But I don't know if they... That's definitely intriguing. I just don't know if that's enough to get it done. Yeah, I... That's the, like, DeBrusque for Strom has been the one that I've seen the most about. Uh, I've seen both Bruins writers and Blackhawks writers suggest it. Oh, yeah. Because, um, I mean, Strom's been scratched, been healthy scratched. Um, you know, obviously he's a center, but shoots left. You know, you can always put him on the wing if you want to as, you know, for the Bruins, but he he's the guy that's just made the most sense to me. I don't know if that's a one for one. Maybe you need to add in a pick or something, but I feel like it's relatively close enough that like, you know, the pick that you're adding in, it's not going to you know, unless they draft Kucherov, like it's not going to be a massive deal. Um <laughs> I know I also saw someone suggest Sam Steele, also former first round pick, hasn't really had it with the Ducks. Um 49 career points in 144 games. He was taken right after uh, Frederick, right? I think so. Let me. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the last uh, pick in the second round of the 2016 draft. Which man, it still hurts to see DeBrincat in that second round, or Sam Gerrard, or Carter Hart. Oh uh, God. Um. But yeah, no. Sam Steele's another guy that's up there. I don't know. I feel like you probably have to give up more for Sam Steele than just Brusk one for one. Like I think it's more likely that Strom's the guy, but I mean, who knows? Obviously, people suggested Edmonton, but we can get to some of those. Um, what some people oh, are actually yeah. proposing. 
if we want to hop to let me, cap let me hit it with the refresh on cap friendly and just see what people oh oh my god there are first three are debrief trades this is crazy obviously expected because yeah i'm sure everyone looks up immediately that hockey db page and sees that 27 goal season and they're like all right let's do it all right well i have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven right here and you're gonna tell me what to think of each and every one of them all right holy all right let's do it now these are a mix of offered from a bruins fan and offered from a opposing fan base this is from a bruins fan uh jake debrusque trent frederick jack stanica and the Bruins' first-round pick in 2023 to the Sharks for Thomas Hurdle. Oh. Okay, say that one more time. So, it's the usual customers. Debrask, Frederick, Stadnika, and the first-round pick for the Bruins in 2023 for Thomas Hurdle. All of that for Hurdle. I feel like that's probably too much, actually. Like two roster players plus Stadnika f- and a first. I don't like giving Hurdle. up a twenty-three pick. Also, yeah. Like, Lord only knows what that team is then. Yeah. I... Bergeron calls it quits. Oh my god, this is just unraveling. This whole franchise is unraveling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Um, plus, I feel like the Sharks would want a twenty-twenty-two pick. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why twenty-twenty-three. The Bruins can't trade that pick. But yeah, so they would then plug Hurdle in on the second line, obviously with Smith and Hall. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is from an Edmonton Oilers fan. All right. Jake DeBrusque with just over $1 million retained <laughs> and a second round pick to the Edmonton Oilers for Kyle Turris and the Oilers' first round pick. Uh, no. The first is attractive, but but like Kyle Turris. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want Kyle Turris and like is that is a late first going to even... be that much of uh I Yeah. That Not trade depends on what the were... Bruins want to do next year. I mean, if, if they're they going to a... if Bergeron's going to retire, then you take that trade sure and you get a first. But then you know you also have to hit on that first round pick, so have fun with that. Oh, then we're all back to square one. I think this all goes back to uh, the Bruins not drafting well. I mean, developing well. Well, both. Anyways, all right. Ottawa is interested in DeBrusque. This is from an Ottawa fan. Jake DeBrusque to the Ottawa Senators for Zach Sanford. $1 million retained. And Tampa's second round pick in 2022. Uh... I have no interest in Zach Sanford. No? It, it, <laughs> no, believe it or not. Maybe can't, can't imagine why. The, that's why he's on the uh, Ottawa Senators. <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, hey, he's a Massachusetts guy. He's coming back. Oh, of course. Yep, he's coming back. God damn it. All right. Let's start making the jerseys. Oh, I just closed out of that cap friendly, but it'd be interesting to see where the hell they had Sanford sliding in. <laughs> oh, they um, they didn't. They just had to Debra- because they had the sense perspective. Oh, that's right. So they had Debrask with Stutzla and Batherson as the second line. 
Yep, and then DeBrusque scores 20, and then everyone looks stupid. Okay. Yep. Um, Trent Frederick, uh, this is from a Calgary fan. Oh, Trent yep. Frederick and Jake DeBrusque to the Calgary Flames for Dylan Dubé and Nikita Zadorov. I mean, I like Dubé. Yeah. Zadorov doesn't feel like the f- need. He's just a taller... He's um, just tall, oh not God. good at defense, and blocks. Yeah, like, there's no... And he doesn't score as much as Derek Forbert, so, like, no. Um, Plus, if there's a trade to be made with the Flames, it's for Lucic and Richie. Oh, God. But if we're being serious about that Flames, like... <laughs> I would take Valimaki over, uh, oh yeah, over Zadorov. But I also don't think Dubé Valimaki works for Debrusque Frederick. But we'll see. Uh, okay. What's next? Hold on, I'm just pressing the refresh button because I want to see if anyone added more. They didn't. Okay. <laughs> it was um, like two minutes ago. Come on. I know. I've. I, it's... Everyone oh, worth a shot. Jake DeBrusque. All right, Jake DeBrusque to the Nashville Predators for Cody Glass. Cody Glass isn't even the NHL, though. He's still playing the AHL. Oh, well, this person plugs him in on the second line right wing. <laughs> what? So, wait, Hall, Coyle, Glass? <laughs> oh. I mean, Felino, no six Smith, I like. Yeah. Freddie, Stadnika, Lazar. Stadnika's not playing fourth line center. Uh, oh my god, I mean, why I does everyone want... I don't hate getting Cody Glass, point. but I, I I feel like you need someone that's you you know like I don't know, Gla- Glass I feel like is too much of a Hail Mary. And you need someone more like, you know, Sam Steele, uh Dylan Strom, Max Comtois even. Where it's like, okay. We know there's the skill and potential there. They're going to be playing on this team this season. Let's give them a shot. I don't know if Cody Glass is that, especially if he's like the Preds aren't an amazing team. So, what's uh, what's why, next? Why does every uh, Ottawa fan want to give the Bruins Stanford for Nebraska? I think that just tells us that Stanford's bad. <laughs> okay. Um. Well. Jake DeBrusque to the Ottawa Senators for Chris Tierney in a second. One's not uh, um, Stanford. I don't know what Chris Tierney has done this yeah, year. I... Uh, five goals, one assist. Literally the same amount of goals and points as uh, Mr. Sanford. Of uh, course. Trying to pass along a couple of used entities. And Tierney makes three and a half. So I guess that cap kind of balances out. But oh. I mean, I, I that's like a top nine guy. But he's older. If you, I don't, I don't feel like a veteran or anyone makes sense. Like I feel like you need someone who's sort of same situation as DeBrusque. or you're putting DeBrusque into packets for Hurdle. But that's that's a different thing. Uh, Jake DeBrusque. This is from a Leafs fan. Oh, good. Jake DeBrusque to the fan base that uh, threatened him and his family with death threats after the 2018 playoffs or 19 playoffs. Well. Probably after both, let's be honest. Um, for Justin Hall and Pierre Engvall. No. That's every now, DeBrusque trade I've ever seen. 
front like Engvall, to Toronto. Kind of, to me, he's like an interesting part of it, but I don't want Justin Hall. I, I want I Hall more than Engvall. But really? Yeah, Engvall's just like fourth line ish. Like at least Hall. Like I know these fans have talked positive, like positively about him, but like not, They're not like super positively. So I, neither of them. No, I don't want either. And also, DeBrusque being traded to the Leafs would never happen. Yeah, no, so. they would. They they would never. Okay. Um, uh, this is from a Carolina fan. Okay. Jake DeBrusque, one million dollars retained to the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for Ian Cole, Tuka Tixola. That's a dude. That's that's a, that's a name. And a third round pick. Oh, two third round picks. I think you do it just for the two third round picks. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. If you're getting that, then go ahead. Yeah, and this Tuca guy is a. Uh, I mean, you have to bring anyone named yeah, Tuca in. Obviously, he's a 20 year old prospect, so I would take him just because you never know. Mm-hmm. Taken in the fourth round by the Hurricanes in 2019, he's got four points in 19 games in the Swedish league for Carpet. <laughs> I love the team's name. We got to do it. Oh yeah. How many more do we have left? Uh, two more. Okay. Um, this is from a Devils fan. Look at us. We're reaching <laughs> all fan bases today. Jake DeBrusque to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Miles Wood and a fourth. Okay, I do not hate Miles Wood on the Bruins. That would rule. I. I he is that fast. Yeah, that would that would rule. But he's like a third line player. So I mean, I actually I. I I don't hate that trade. My miles would be, would be a either, fun Bruin. Put him under Marshawn's wing. Trading, uh... Not like not like Wait. with Marshawn, but like put him, make him learn from Marshawn. Oh. Well, they wouldn't be trading for Miles Wood because he's hurt. <laughs> of course. On November eighth, he had hip surgery, and he's out indefinitely. Okay, so no. Has he even been skating? Uh-huh. Come on, come on, cat friendly folk. <laughs> I I don't even I didn't even know that. Poor no, Miles Wood. Was it him that uh ran Tuka or Halak last year, and then oh Kevin Miller know. fought them? I think yes, because that was we were all hyped up because Kevin Miller came back and fought someone. Oh yeah. I can't go check on Miles Wood's status because Twitter's not loading for me. Nice. Um. But. Anyway, it wouldn't happen. Um, yeah. Did I have one more? Oh. <laughs> From an Edmonton Oilers fan. Jake DeBrusque to the Edmonton Oilers in exchange for Zach Cassian and a second-round pick. No. I don't care about the second. I say no to the Cassian. <laughs> also, that's kind of like the equivalent of what uh, Hall got traded for. Which is funny mm. to think about. <laughs> Damn, are you just going to be rude to Anders Bjork like that? Um, comparing him to Zach Cassian? No, I'm comparing Jake DeBrusque to Taylor Hall. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Um, I don't even see any... Uh, I don't see any uh, tweets on Miles Wood's recovery, so... Hmm. Yeah. Nope, they would. 
All right, I have I have two to read out, and then you have one that you texted me to read out, and then we can uh, oh. we can sort of wrap this up. So, well, I yeah. guess get to questions and wrap it up because we're at fifty five minutes. Short one, by the way. Um, okay. so the Bruins <laughs> trade Connor Clifton to the Vancouver Canucks for a fifth. Sounds good to me. Uh, the Bruins trade Vac and a second to Seattle for Vince Dunn. Okay. Then the Bruins trade DeBrusque to Chicago for Dylan Strom. So in the lineup looks Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, Hall, Coyle, Smith, Halla, Strom, Felino, Nosik, Frederick, Lazar, Grizzlick, McAvoy, Dunn, Carlo, Forbert, Riley. Oh. I, I don't know about v- trading Vac in a second for Dunn, but there's that. Uh, and then this other one. Uh, future considerations to the Bruins from the Coyotes for John Moore and a fourth. Uh, then Connor Clifton to Washington for a third. And then DeBrusque Studnika a first this year and a third next year for Philip Myers and Philip Forsberg. That trade I don't hate. That's a trade. But also Nashville probably says no. I don't know. I feel like adding in Philip Myers is kind of weird as well. But Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak, Hall, Coyle, Forsberg, Felino, Nosek, Smith, Freddy, Halla, Lazar. That looks nice. Uh, mm. But your... The one that you oh. texted me. <laughs> My gem. Okay. Well, this person is clearly in rebuild mode. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so the Boston Bruins trade Jake Debrusque to the Arizona Coyotes for Ty Emerson and Colorado's first round pick. I don't know what Ty Emerson is or what he does, but I'm assuming he's a prospect. Anyways, that's, I, I'm, that's, I'm that's, this isn't the this isn't the most important part of this. But but I mean, frankly, if you're getting a first. I mean, obviously it's Colorado's first, but if you're getting a first out of Jake DeBrusque, you take that trade. I don't care about... Like, yeah, like at that no, point, if someone sure. offers you a first, you take that regardless of what you're getting this year. Like, doesn't matter. Connor Clifton to the Golden Knights for their first round pick in 2023. Which is absurd. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so, I... He is worth a fourth or a third at most. Third is like a stretch. Maybe a third in like two years, but yeah. Um, Nick Foligno to the Flames for a fourth in twenty twenty three. He just got traded for a first, so they would actually be able to trade him for more than that. Uh, Taylor Hall to the Colorado Avalanche with uh fifty percent retained, so three million going both ways. Uh, for Justin Barron. Mm-hmm. And Colorado's 2023 first-round pick. We're just taking all of Colorado's yeah. picks. Doesn't matter. Um, Craig Smith, $1.5 million retained to the Carolina Hurricanes for a 2023 third-round pick. If Jake DeBrus nets you a first and Connor Clifton nets you a first, Craig Smith nets you two firsts. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, cherry on the turd. Yeah. David Pasternak, 50% retained to the Edmonton Oilers for Yamamoto, Philip Kemp, and two Edmonton first-round picks, 2023 and 2024. Not enough. 
not enough and talk about being a Debbie Downer. You're trading your best. <laughs> you're trading your the best only, goal scorer. The only forward that you've been able to develop in the last eight years. <laughs> and you're trading them in their age, what, 26 season or 27? I don't know. Well, now he's. T- how old is. P- oh my god, he's 25, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah okay. I think so. So you'd be tra- trading him at 25. Makes sense. I don't care if you think you're going to be going through a rebuild. You keep that guy. And you know what? Since you're, if you're in theory selling off everyone, you're going to have more cap space. So that just means you overpay him and you keep him around. Because by the time it comes to pay everyone else, his deal will be expiring. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how they didn't trade Marshand in those three years they missed the playoffs. Or... Two years. Wow. It was only two years. That felt like seven. Yeah. God. Okay. All right. Well. I don't want to think about rebuilding. Because also, frankly, I I don't think this team can retool. They have to actually rebuild. They don't have enough prospects to retool. It would be tough. They'd have to. Unless they luck into McAvoy and Posternock. I mean, Lysel. (laughs) So, I don't know. they going to somehow get Shane Wright this year or Connor Bedard Wait next year? Second. I don't know. History is repeating itself. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, God. So the year they drafted Pasta, yep. they won the President's Trophy. Wait. Nope. It doesn't line up. Lysel was this year, right? Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Ah, I and they didn't, they, didn't have, they didn't have their first in the President's Trophy year because that was the Bacchus Kasha thing. I was going to say, well, you know what? History is somewhat repeating itself. They get a steal in the first round. Then they miss the playoffs the next two years. Okay. Are you ready for that? Honestly, I expected you to say they get a steal in the first round, and then they trade for Sam Steele. Let's do it. Wait. (laughs) They got to trade for the equivalent of Zach Ronaldo. Oh, come on. Who would that be now? Milan Lucic. (laughs) Actually, no, Lucic is better. Yeah, let's let's honestly, trade for Lemieux. <laughs> honestly, the way Lucic is playing, he'd be the best player in that bottom six. Oh, easily. <laughs> God, what is is, is that how we have to get Krejci back? Just bring back oh Lucic, convince Nathan Horton to start playing hockey yeah, again? Have Lucic call Horton up. Oh my God, we're getting the band back together. Literally just get everyone on that Zoom call to just <laughs> start skating again. I mean, hey, Chris Kelly, he's... He's still on ice, you know, because he's the assistant coach. So there's one. <laughs> yeah, Chris Kelly and a Jake DeBrusque jersey would give you more effort today than Jake DeBrusque anyways. <laughs> anyways, let's get to questions. Um, Jaden at Halsey asked, uh, do you think there's a haul with DeBrusque included that's good enough to pearl, to pull Hurdle out of San Jose if they're willing to let him go? Everyone's got a price. Yeah, I say absolutely. And I think I think DeBrusque on the Sharks also makes sense. DeBrusque on most teams makes sense. Like obviously on a contender, yeah. like a you know certified contender, lesser. But a team like the Sharks, that's kind of just like in that sort of middle point. I mean, mm-hmm. freak, their second line left wing is Alexander Barabanov. They could take Jake DeBrusque. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
Yeah. Timo Meyer is the only left wing on that team that's like better than DeBrusque. So yeah, I would there's definitely a price. And I don't think it's too absurd. Uh next thing, um Josh Josh Williams at Josh W nineteen eighteen. I didn't really have a question. Um but just uh put his put a picture of his debrusque jersey and like ten debrusque hockey cards and a signed debrusque uh photo. Okay, yeah, thir- literally. Wait, no, that's more than thirteen, is that not? Three, six, nine, no, it's thirteen, damn it. Oh, that's more than thirteen, huh? And like all of them are autographed too. Everything oh yeah, all of them are autographed or with a jersey patch. I mean nice collection, but yeah, he has does the paint ever end, and uh, well, I I think I think you answered your own question. Paint the jersey. Just paint the jersey. No one will ever know. Whatever dream he get, whatever dream, whatever team he gets traded to. Yeah. Um. There was another one. Zach. Oh, okay. Uh, I well, there's there's Zach, and then also, okay, so Ashley at. Adorned uh, W patches asked, "What do you think was the final straw for JD to request a trade?" I, I personally think it wasn't really like a final straw because it's probably been happening for a while, and it's probably just the fact that last season happened was probably enough to just be like, "Okay, I need to get out of here. Let's try to change something." And plus, like, not to get all psychological, um, but I mean, we know how he's suffered last year you know like a lot of other players you know with the COVID restrictions and all that mm-hmm. and i'm sure get, trying to go back to that you know he probably got the hell out of boston the second he could last summer and yeah. going back there's got to be some kind of like residual like i don't know what the right word to describe it is but there's got to be some of the feeling left over from being like wow i left this place after the worst season of my career and i felt like shit and now i'm back here but, yeah i mean i saw reports saying that Bruins have been aware of this for months that he he's wanted out. So I mean, I've had a feeling for months. I, I think anyone who's watched the games has had a feeling for months and followed yeah, everything. I don't cause... know how you. I don't know how they let it get to this point and let this all leak out. They should have just gotten what they could for him over the summer. Honestly, especially... it was it was probably just well, especially because Ryan Rashog's report literally said he spoke to DeBrusque's agent. It was probably just. You know, they were at the point after the scratch last night. It was probably like, okay, let's get this out. Let's make this public information and let's, you know, put more pressure on the Bruins to make a trade and get it done with. I, I think that's well, probably yeah, what but... the no gate, like the actual negotiation move was. But then also, yeah, I don't know how, oh, sure. if they knew for this long, like the Bruins kind of let this stay. Which, like, I mean, they did kind of want to bet on Debrusque, which completely fair. I wanted to as well. It's like, I wonder let's see if what he like has. Yeah, but I wonder if even DeBrusque was like, well, let's see what happens. Maybe I start hot. Maybe I get, you know, earn a spot higher up in the lineup. And maybe that scratch was like, okay, well, I'm done. Yeah. But also, if they knew about it for months, you know, you think that's $3.65 million right there. We're kind of stretched to the cap. Maybe we should have traded him and signed someone in free agency, which, yes, Don Sweeney does not have the best track record of, but... But there wasn't going to be someone in free agency who could have 
like the only guys in free agency that were like Folino was probably the closest to that. Like I know there were like some ish big names, but I mean like the Bruins got the biggest left wing, Taylor Hall. <laughs> they got the biggest left wing in free agency. Well, that was expected. Yeah. So, and I don't know if you really want the Bruins going out and spending in free agency like for top guys because David Backus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways. Well, there were different story there, but there I, you obviously, yeah, plenty of options to be had. They didn't have the money for because they're too busy paying Eric Holla. And the last question, my my Chrome was just crashed. Anyone? Can you actually pull it up? It was Zach's. Oh, I yeah. still remember exactly um, what it was. Zach, you know Zach. I don't need to read it that. Well, you know I will because he's cool. All right, Zach J underscore thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you think DeBrusque lands? Well, I said the ground. <laughs> I hope. Um, I I no, was, I was gotta I was... be out west, or else you're, unless it's some ransom. It's way out west, as west as you can go. It's Edmonton, Chicago, Seattle, or Anaheim. I and think. now that we've said that, it will be none of those teams. And it'll, it'll be, be the Rangers. Team we never would have thought of. If it is, I will not be happy. Yeah, I think I think Edmonton because that's where he's from, and his dad does the Oilers games. Uh, I mean, obviously Luke Chicago just scored. Oh my god! Yeah, I got that notification. <laughs> Chicago, an absolute legend. Chicago because Dylan Strom is an option. Anaheim because Max Comtois or Sam Steele are options, and then Seattle just because, you know, young team. Maybe you do a DeBrusque for Vince Dunn swap. Ooh. I don't hate that, but like, that's another left shot defenseman. I don't know how you fit that in. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. We'll see. So what you're saying is not the Leafs. I would. I would hope so. If if DeBrusque goes to the Leafs, I he's gonna score almost thirty goals, and we'll all throw up. DeBrusque and Kasha are gonna be on the same line like instantly right like it's gonna be well, like DeBrusque, gotta... Tavares, gosh and then Marner, Matthews, Nylander oh no well and then you know what though I guarantee you just to like spit in the Bruins face they just put Nick Ritchie at center just for the hell of it <laughs> I, I did just think of that, that but... line out against them oh god oh god anyways um I think we spent 10 minutes on Marshawn and then about an hour on DeBrusque. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, that... Yeah. That's that's everything. Um, the next episode much. is probably going to be after the Tampa game on Saturday night. Uh, just because... And then after that is a complete question mark. We have no clue because finals are happening uh, next week. So that's... That's a thing, and um, yeah, those are a bit more important. So, we'll see. Uh, should be back Saturday night or Sunday night, whenever we decide to record. It'll be one of those two. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, I'm assuming DeBrusque will still be on the Bruins by then. I don't expect this to be like a quick trade or anything. But now that I said that, he'll be traded tomorrow morning. So uh, when you're re- when you're listening to this, he's probably already gone. So. Uh, yeah, 
We'll do a memorial episode. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Unless you have anything else to add. Um, if you're a forward, a young forward who gets drafted or signed by the Bruins, good luck. <laughs> yeah. And as always, uh, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, and um, don't just just don't be a left shot on the Bruins. Just just don't do it.